Blog Talk Radio. GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the place for you. But if you don't mind any of that, we are good to go. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Get on over to wickedwitchstudios.com. She, today is the last day of the spray and oil sale that she does for Halloween every year. So if you're interested, there's still a few hours left of the day to go on in and get it. And if you need that shipped overseas, check out theangrycauldron.com. They take care of Wicked Witch Studios International Shipping. My guest for the hour needs very little introduction. The fabulous Michael Herkus is joining me for the hour. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Blessed Samhain to you. Blessed Samhain. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So, Michael, um, I wanted to tell you that I look forward to your photos on a daily basis. You are probably (laughs) one of the most glamorous, beautiful people I have ever had the pleasure of looking at. If anybody oh has gosh, not seen, Michael is really beautiful, and I highly recommend you go, going over to his Facebook page where he posts fairly often and just these beautiful, artsy, glamorous, you know, you wrote a book called Glam Witch, and you mm-hmm. wrote another book, Complete Moon Spells, and you are like this ethereal, dreamy being. It's just, I, oh, I just adore thank you. you. Well, thank you so much, yeah. darling. I, I adore you as well. <laughs> that was a very oh, so fabulous kind. introduction. Thank you so much. But, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I've created this persona for myself in the community as the glam witch. I've always been interested in fashion and glamour and Venetian energy and uh, so, of course, in today's modern world with uh, social media and technology, I enjoy uh, sharing that part of myself. So I'm happy that it's being uh, used um, or it, it's coming off as inspiring to people. That's all I can hope for. Well, and, and that was what I was going to say. You know, I think you're, the, the photos that you do, you wear these beautiful clothes. Your makeup is perfection. And, you know, you're so beautifully free in these photos. And I just can't help but think you are saying, you know what? Everyone should be who they are, no matter what that means. And I love that mm-hmm. message. And, and it's inspiring yeah. to me to take even more chances. You know, I'm of a, I'm of a certain age now, but 
that doesn't mean <laughs> I don't want to be glamorous anymore. It doesn't mean I don't want to be, you know, beautiful and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. attractive. I just mm-hmm. love the way you deliver that message, that it's okay to be you. Yeah. And I think that is so needed right now. Absolutely. I think, too, you know, what I always, always kind of tried to, um, at least try to be cognizant of when I am out doing things or writing about my witchcraft and, and all of that is, uh, you know, I, I think too, you know, when I started uh, coming into the fold of witchcraft 20 years ago and all the books that were coming out at that point, it was really kind of shied away from to talk about like beauty magic or anything like that because it was seen as like narcissistic or like this pink fluffy bunny type of uh, characteristic or something along those lines. But I, I think that it's, you know, at least what I'm trying to per, per, um, you know, put out there is that it's more about your presentation. It's about what makes you feel good. It's about self-love, self-care, uh, treating yourself like you want to be treated and showing your best qualities to the world and saying, look, I'm here. I'm a, a creative expression uh, and I'm going to share that with the world and also throw some magical bits into it as well, as you know, um, with any type of magic, whether it's love spells or earth magic or even hexing or something like that, you, you know, your, your intentions fuel what's going, going on. We use colors, we use symbols, we use all of that. And colors and symbols are a part of makeup and fashion and things like that. So it's really easy to kind of uh, utilize that to your advantage. And it's something that we do on a daily basis as well, you know, without even being cognizant of it. I remember you know, I work at, I have a day job in the corporate world and they would always say like, if you go on interviews, wear a red tie because red ties are a power yeah. color and you're more likely to get hired if you wear a red tie than you do others. And if we look at, you know, red is dominance, it's power, it's passion, it's all of that. So there's, there's little color magic and color psychology um, in our day, day-to-day life. So when, of course, you add a little bit of attention and a little magic into that, you just start to attract more energy. You start to attract more positivity and you start to bring that energy into your life and you become this magnet for really, really cool, good things coming to you. Yeah, I agree. And I especially love that you're, you know, putting all of those beautiful colors on display right now because the world is kind of a a weird place because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really great to, yeah, and I think it's so great to see, you know, Listen, we can be magical every day, even if it's Absolutely. just to a camera, even if it's just to ourselves. This, you know, just mm-hmm. because you're not in public per se where, you know, we all used to be, you can still mm-hmm. represent beautifully and express yourself beautifully and be an inspiration mm-hmm. to others and encourage mm-hmm. others to be, you know, live to their full potential. This has been a really Absolutely. interesting time. I have. I have relatives who are who are now like coming to their 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 realization about who they are, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's gender fluidity or you know I have a a niece who is transitioning into her authentic self finally. So mm-hmm. there's just it's been such a time of self discovery, don't you think? Yeah, I think that I, I love that what you just said too. It's a time of self discovery. Um, you know. With, when we practice magic, I mean, lots of us, you know, honor nature as sacred. And part of nature is that dark time, that darkness. Um, we, I, I, I've never really subscribed to the notion that, you know, we will live in a, a utopian, beautiful, perfect, happy space. 
um, we reach that by having the balance between the negative and the positive. We're just in a really negative spot right now, but it's needed in order for yeah. us to get to a really happier spot. Um, so I try, at least in my everyday life and my magic, uh, to, to balance the negative with being as positive and free as I possibly can in, in today's troubling times. So uh, I, I, I definitely agree with the idea of that it's a, it's a time of self-discovery. It's, a, it's, it's, that, it's like the, the death card. You know, a, a door is closing and a new one is transitioning. Um, and what better time to talk about that than Samhain uh, and this time yeah. of year where we are kind of focusing on, on that shift the veils are lifting, and um, I'm actually, I drove down from Chicago to New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans now, so I came down today mm-hmm. to celebrate uh, with some other fabulous witches, and um, it's just so fun being out and and, and seeing people, <laughs> even in this, these same yeah. times, and being able to celebrate, because it's not just that one, but it's also a full blue moon in Taurus, and uh, mm. Taurus is ruled by Venus. And, uh, you know, anytime there's Venus, there's beauty, there's glamour, there's glitz and all of that. So to me, it's a really, really powerful moon tonight, not only because it's a full moon on Samhain, which, I mean, isn't that just a witch's dream, Uh, just aesthetically, (laughs) but um, it's (laughs) also a really, really great time to to work on, like, that self-discovery magic. Who am I? What is my presentation? How do I want the world to see me? Um, not necessarily just in a, a physical form, but just your overall persona, what you bring, what you bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of a really great magical jumping point for anyone looking or that doesn't have plans or doesn't have ideas of, like, magic to work tonight. That's really a, a very good theme to play with right now is how, how can I discover who I am? How can I let that creative me, you know, how do I unleash that and set it free? So now is a perfect time yeah. to do that. Close that door. Uh, celebrate that, that, that death and that ending <laughs> with the cycles that we celebrate, as well as honoring this transformative phoenix that can float up in, in a glittery sparkle um, of, of pink and, and all of that lovely stuff that I like. But that's just my color palette that I love. Um, and I, now I'm running on a tangent. So what are you planning? What no, do you have going on? <laughs> I, you know what? I am really enjoying the quiet of the season right now. Yeah. I um I was planning on what I was going to put out for my ancestors uh for mm-hmm. ancestor uh, veneration tonight. Um mm-hmm. you know, thinking about my my gran who always loved to have some whiskey. Um I will probably put on makeup which I haven't done in probably 6 months. We're so oh, have fun with it, darling. <laughs> have fun. I mean, I, I miss, I miss dressing up. I miss putting on makeup. The yeah. COVID has really knocked some of us for quite the loop. So I am going to yeah. totally glam it up tonight. And and yeah. and as you should, it's a, it's a celebratory day. We have to celebrate. It really, put is. on the fabulous outfits and. And do all of that. But also, you know, if anyone's looking at who, who is celebrating the ancestors or if they've had anyone recently pass away, you know, I just did a class um, with Witch With Me. And uh, yes. it, it was um, my, my class that I was doing, I called Glamoween, uh, and looking at the intersection oh. between glamour and Samhain. 
And some different, uh-huh. like, tips and tools that I, I – or tips and tricks that I was kind of putting out there was, you know, we've all had ancestors, relatives, friends, family, someone who has departed. Um, and a really wonderful yeah. way to celebrate them is to dress as them on this day. What was their favorite color? Ooh. How can you incorporate that into it? If, if you are lucky enough to have maybe, like, a, a, a grandparent's jewelry that was passed down to you or something like that, uh, wear that. Uh, make a fav- favorite dish, which is pretty common um, in a lot of witches. I know they're, they're traditional things that they do for the day. Um, but have, like, a fabulous, glamorous dinner party to celebrate them and, and dress up as them and honor them through your fashion and your aesthetic. Uh, that's a one yeah. really good way. And, and, you know, if we even look at, like, kind of the commercial Halloween where we get dressed up, we go out, we, we show the world a different persona. I mean, that's essentially glamour magic, just, you know, with, with more of the muggly <laughs> um, people out there that aren't putting that, the magic intent behind it all. But, I mean, when we dress up as a character, like I always use, like, Marilyn Monroe for an example, I mean, that's a great way to honor mm-hmm you know, these, these archetypes and these energies and these people that have passed on who have had major influences in our lives. Uh, so that's definitely a recommendation I have, too, for, for people that are looking to add a little glamour sparkle to their magical moon magic or, or festival of um, the departed and dead that, that's kind of going on right now as well. Well, and I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, in regard to, to ancestor veneration, do you ever, mm-hmm. like, do something for Marilyn in her honor, you know, on Samhain? Is, is that something that you incorporate into your you practice know, I, at all? I personally do not, but I am familiar with, uh-huh. I do talk to a couple of other witches online that have um, like-minded uh, ideas and opinions on me, and they have definitely set up, you know, um, little shrines and devotionals to some of their icons that they've, they've worshiped in their own special way. I mean, we're living in these times where celebrities are, have become essentially the gods and goddesses of modern time. Right. So when they've kind of passed on people who, 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 who really been influenced by these individuals, that would be a great time to kind of celebrate them and have, have them on your personal space. Um, So I think it's a lovely idea. I personally have not done that yet, but um, I think eventually over time I, I probably will. Yeah, I, I just found it interesting because normally when we think of ancestor veneration, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is it's people like from my ties, immediate like, family. Yeah, but there's but it so many always have other to be people. That. Yep. Right, and I think that's mm-hmm. wonderful. You mm-hmm. know, like what are you planning to do tonight? What's what's the action where you are? Well. The action is I'm going to be going out with uh, my, my publisher for The Glam Witch, uh, Tanya Brown, who runs nice. Witchway Magazine. We're, we'll be doing dinner at Muriel's, which is a, a famous and haunted restaurant here in New Orleans. So we'll have a fabulous dinner, um, and then I'll be heading out with uh, one of my other friends to um, do a ritual. But um, uh, it's going to be uh, very private, and uh, I'm not going to talk specifically about what it is that we're doing. But it, it definitely right. is going to kind of – you know, work with the the season and some of the things I had mentioned before with it being this, this full glamorous Venetian styled moon uh, in alignment with, um, you know, the, the time of endings and a time of departure and, and, you know, celebrating this, a, a new phase, a new phase of, you know, uh, how the world sees us. Mm, yeah. Do you think, um, do you think you have, noticed any kind of different behavior from folks 
recently or this particular year or during this time of year? Are you picking up that people are treating um, the craft differently? Um, not as much this year. However, I will say, you know, there's kind of that saying that Halloween is always, you know, if you're a working witch, if you're an author, you have shops or you do readings and stuff like that. October is your busiest month. And, uh, sure. you know, the last couple of Octobers that I've been out kind of here as a, a, a public face with books and, and things, um, they've been, you know, steady. But this October, I was very, very, very busy. And I think a lot of it is yeah. because, you know, there's so many different virtual classes and things that are coming up because we're learning how to how to navigate, you know, the, the world of information in a different way right now while also trying to find community and continuously sharing and exploring. So I've had a lot more yeah. opportunities, uh, you know, come up this year. Um, but I will say that I would think that this is the first year in a while where I haven't seen so much, like, news discussions about witches, like the articles that come out that are like, oh, you know, here's the modern witches. Let's interview the top, you know, five people and da 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 or here's, here's this. But I know we did get we did get the remake of the, the witches that came out, and we also had the sequel to The Craft that just came out. So there was some pop culture witchery um, that was yeah. kind of gifted to us this last week or so. And I personally really loved the remake of The Witches. I thought it was style, style-y stylistically done very very well and I, I thought it was just a fun campy um like everything that it, that is right with remakes I feel like was done correct with a few minor issues um but the the craft sequel I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it um and a lot of people don't like it but I uh you yeah. know I I was turned off immediately with the fact that it had like a $20 rental fee um, for online on streaming yeah. services. So after having a very immediate adverse reaction to that, I was like, well, you know what, let me, let, let me just chalk it up and uh, do it. Um, I, I feel like there's something I need to see in it. And, uh, you know, yeah. I will say this. It's, I think it speaks to the witches of right now who are growing and coming into their power. That it's, it's for the witches of the next generation. It's not so for us who grew up with, you know, the witches in the 90s and the aesthetic that was being shown to us um, then. In the same way that I don't uh-huh. think that the witches of today that are just starting growing and finding their, their groove, I don't think that they would necessarily like the old craft. They, I, they could, but I think it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges. And um, I think yeah. it was well done for the witches of today that need it. And uh, I will still always love the old one, but I can appreciate what this new one might do for, you know, newer witches because it's a little bit more modern and I think it speaks to a lot of the, you know, like the Instagram and the TikTok and, and, and all of that that's kind of going on right now. Yeah. As an older witch, the craft came out well after I, you know, my initiation and being involved. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I come, I come at these movies with, I guess, the perspective of, of an older person because I am yeah. um, because the craft, I mean, the craft came out at a time where it absolutely had zero influence on me because I was already, I was already established. So, yeah. it, you know what I mean? I, I understand. Yep. And I appreciate how the original, um, you know, spoke to the things about individual power and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, 
it's not just for a it's really not just for a select few. If you have a yeah. heart to learn and 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 be invested and interested, there's a there's a space for you at the table. Um, yeah. Another person that I respect gave you know who gave their opinion in their YouTube today um, mm-hmm. did not like the fact that um, in the original the women all turned on each other, which you know, is, was not the greatest thing in the world and, you know, was yeah. a very negative aspect yeah. of the original. So I'm interested in seeing, you know, the new version because apparently that doesn't happen, which I'm glad about. Yeah. I'm glad that there are things, you know, in the new version or the, or the sequel that are, you know, a lot more modern. I think, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, when it's I was coming up, there were... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have all that backbiting, and, and it's nice to see it evolve into something that's more positive. Yeah, and I will say, you know, I definitely, I, I was from the generation that came into witchcraft from the glamorization of, like, the Hollywood witches and the craft and Buffy mm-hmm. and Charmed and all of that, and, and I love yeah. that, and, you know, that was a big, it was a big thing. I've always been into visual and aesthetics and, um, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that. I know some people think, you know, again, your visual representation and how you present yourself. I mean, you would, again, I'll use the metaphor of going to a job interview. You're not going to go to a job interview looking very disheveled, right? No, because you want to leave a good lasting impression. So, I mean, we as witches should do the same thing. We are not exempt from that. But, um, but I, I think you just raised a really, really interesting point, too, about how, you know, at that point, there was kind of that turning against each other mentality. And we see a lot of that kind yeah. of carried into, like, the witch wars and the online battles of witches now and, and some of that. And yeah. a lot more of these shows and movies on witchcraft that's coming out now is really about banding together and finding the unity of, of groups. So I, I like that, uh, that twist, that switch. And I, I, yeah. I'm excited to see you know, maybe that we get a little bit more of that because, you know, we're stronger when we come into things together. We're stronger when we are a united front and we celebrate the differences of all of our different ways of magic and, um, you know, leave dogma for other spiritualities. (laughs) Sure. You know, people who choose to not get along. I I mean, you know, I don't think anyone has the lockup on the exact way, quote unquote, it's supposed to be. Because I think oh, yeah. every every practice is different, you know. And I listen. Yeah. I'm Gardarian, so I'm like the old guard. I'm, you know, <laughs> the ancient <laughs> the ancient guard, as it were, um, that, which isn't always a positive because a lot of people have said, well, mm-hmm. you know, you were raised in a in a type of of witchcraft where, you know, it was semi-sexist and, you know, sometimes abusive. And I mean, I was lucky. I never experienced any of that. I was very well sheltered, I think. Um, Uh But it does happen. And I, I, and I like seeing that people are supporting each other and I hate these friggin' high school, witch wars, they make me fucking nuts because it's so unnecessary. You're accomplishing literally nothing. You, as a matter of fact, the only thing you're (laughs) actually accomplishing is showing us to be petty and shallow, which there's already enough of that out there. Why are we contributing to that when we're trying still to be even accepted? Speaking of accepted, I also wanted to ask your opinion on something else. Okay. And I, I am casting no dispersions 
on the movies and the shows that are out mm-hmm. as they are. My problem is a lack of representation of the gay male. Well, you know what? I, don't I actually I don't I feel it. like it's starting to come up a little bit more. And without giving too much away, I mean, there is a little bit of 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 that, in, uh, like a sprinkle of it in the new craft movie. And, you know, we see some of it in, like, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. There's some uh, bisexual male situations and gay ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it is interesting because, uh, you know, I was even talking to um, – you know, a publisher recently about it and just kind of like market audiences and really, you know, who is witchcraft speaking to right now? And a a lot of it is definitely Mm -hmm. female anchored. Um, And then, you know, the next big category would be um, LGBT community, specifically gay men. And uh, at least from my experience, and, you know, I definitely would have loved, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands to see gay male witches being presented more, but um, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm a very feminine gay man, so I had no problems with seeing all the fierce, fabulous women out there doing their thing. But I, I, I am liking the, you know, the more diversity that we're seeing in the representation of witchcraft these days. And I would, I, I mean, yes, is there more than there was previously? Absolutely. But I've yet Absolutely. to see a continuous uh, series of stories featuring um as a protagonist, a gay male pagan. Yeah. I would love that. There was, and I think Hollywood is behind. A, there's actually a small little web series that came out for a minute. It was called Brujos. And uh, it, uh-huh. it, it centered around um, four, I think four, uh, four male Latin uh, men that, I, uh, that were gay and navigating mm-hmm. like Chicago and you know, some supernatural stuff that was going on. And that was really, really fun. And I remember when it first came out and, you know, we saw like the, the initial push and like the, the uh, interviews that were done on it. And everyone was just so excited because, oh, my gosh, like there's a coven of gay men. Like we've not seen this before. Uh, so it was that was kind of fun. And I would love to see, you know, of course, more of that. Yeah, we also got a little bit in, in True Blood with Lafayette a little bit towards the end, if anyone uh, watch that. So uh, it's, it's cool. adore it. I know. I I think as times continuously evolve, we're going to get a little bit more of that. And, you know, good. I just think it, it. I think it's a slow go, and I think you know, with all of the beautiful men out there right now, um, mm-hmm. I just think Hollywood is way behind the times in making gay, gay men protagonists. And listen, I'm, I mean, I'm female. I know that I have some luxuries in, in that regard from a pagan standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> paganism is the one place where you can actually get old and still, like, have your opinion matter, which is mm. not true in a lot of other spheres. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I'm very grateful. But I do want to see more inclusion because I think – I think it's important to the health of a society for all people to feel like they actually have a seat. And I think Mm -hmm. that there's been a real lack of that. And it concerns me because, you know, a lot of things are on the line right now. And I just want to see everyone as much as humanly possible be treated fairly. And, you know, 
and, mm-hmm. and people of color too. I mean, I would like to see yeah. more protagonists of these things being people of color. I think that would be beautiful. You know, we're very Agreed. lucky that Rachel True is, is, you know, doing a lot in the community right now, which excites me. Yeah. Najah Lightfoot is a great author. Lilith Dorsey is one of my Dorsey. favorite mm-hmm. people on face of this Same. earth. Same. You know? Yes. And oh yes. my god, I just I'm mad. I'm madly in love with her. She already knows it's not a secret. So anyway. <laughs> but yeah. She knows. <laughs> but no, I mean I just wanna see it I, I wanna see something veering away from just the female archetype pagan, mm-hmm. you know, the witch. Mm-hmm. Or the negative male stereotype in the warlock when they, you know, when they try to make men look like these evil creatures. And I think there's a Mm -hmm. lack of appreciation for, for men in general. uh, Sometimes, you know, our male witches are important. It's funny because it's the complete dichotomy from, uh, not dichotomy, but the the polar opposite of, uh, you know, what regular society is like that glorifies more masculine things and more manly things. And, and you know, women are just kind of always kind of treated as seconds or, you know, not even anything at all. And, you know, witchcraft, That's you know, true. I think is, it's, it's always going to be, I think, female anchored and female specified. And I love that. I think it's, it's great. Um, but I do think, too, you know, <laughs> I mean, especially working with Lilith and being a devotee of Lilith and everything, I, I think the big message that I always try to get across too is that she really was a representation for equality. And that's definitely her major yeah. message. Uh, pleasure, um, self-expression, and equality. Sure. And we need that in the world around us. We need that in our witchcraft too. So um, I, yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that we should all, uh, we should all, all sections of, of niche spiritualities or groups or anything that's out there should work on, on building more equality representation. Um, yeah. But we know this. We, but I, I, we do. Yeah. I would love to get to that place. <laughs> <laughs> I know me too. Um, but we were, you know, we were going to talk about blue moon glamour. Is that a specific yes. type of glamour? Is there a specific type of glamour? Um, no, I would say like your your glamour is just basically it could be anything you want. Glamour, is, there's a couple of different ways you you can define it. Um, one way that I like to define it is really showcasing your best qualities to the world around you, and uh, uh-huh. really showcasing who you are. And you know, a subcategory definition for that is is the representation of your personal style and beauty. If we really look at like the history of glamour and the word itself, it came to represent a witch's spell at the time. It was synonymous with spellcraft, essentially. It was the the charm that a witch would cast. Uh, So I think it's kind of funny, too, thinking about like glamour magic, because, you know, to me, because I know what the word means, I'm just like, well, all spells are glamours. They're all, (laughs) you know, creating this this act of bewitchment. Um, But I always Uh look at, too, you'll see a lot of people defining it online as an illusionary type of illusion with an eye. Uh And I always say, no, it's illusion with an A, because there's a subtle difference in those 
how those two work. Uh, an illusion with an um, spelling with an I is more defined as creating an act of trickery. You know, something that's completely not there at all. It's like this mirage that is is in front of you. But an illusion, True. which I use, is yeah. like to define it even more. Halloween specifically, so it's it's perfect. It's the perfect day to talk about it. Is more of of you know using something else as a reference to something that you're trying to convey. So again, if your costume is that you want to go out as, I don't know why this is coming into my head right now, but Laura Croft Tomb Raider, and you're all dressed up as, uh-huh. as this uh, very sexy yet adventurous and sporty, you know, feminine uh, character that was created, you're creating an illusion with an, uh, with an A. You're taking um, something and you're, you're, you're not changing yourself, but you're, you're adapting yourself to what it is that you want the world to see you as. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like that to me is yes. glamour. So when and then, the, yeah. the term is to allude to something, when you allude yes. to something, you are referencing something. It, I, I alluded that to the thought else. that yeah. I wanted Chinese food for dinner. So that is yep. what you mean as opposed to illusion, which is a trickery. Exactly. Like it's not a con. Got it. Um, you right. know, and, and there's so many different ways that, you know, you can do that. I think once you've actually, like, you've played around with it, because I usually tell people, too, if you really want to get started with Glamour Magic, you want to work with it a little bit more, focus on, like, those characters or those archetypes that you've always really loved and admired and kind of dress up as them mm-hmm. and stylize yourself in their way or take on their mentality. Like, okay, well, I love this character. How would they dress today? Like, you know, I, I loved how they wore that one thing, and maybe I should pull it up, like, be able to try it. Or, oh, no, I can't do that because it's not going to look good on me. Well, try it. Try it out. See it. Maybe it will. Suspend your own disbelief and cynicism to society has told you you should dress or look or do something. And, and do, do you. Do you in the process. And then as you start to kind of figure out your own personal style, then that's mm-hmm. where glamour magic elevates more from like creating this illusion of someone else to alluding to who you really are and just allowing yourself to share your creative energy and be like a walking painting that walks down the street that's putting itself out there. We're a work of art. So, and witchcraft itself is an art, right? I always call it like it's, it's oh, yeah. the craft of the witch. I mean, that's what's called witchcraft. It's the things that we create. So, you know, my glamour and my witchery and all of that, it's, it's saturated in, in, you know, in my, in my presentation, just because I think it's, it's my art form. It's how I decorate myself and my magic and all of my ritual settings and everything are usually very beauty, beautifully decorated. Um, and it's just, I, I find power in that. I find power in the beauty of life, the beauty of artistic expression. Um, and I, that's why I think to me it translates so much when you say, like, I have these great artistic photos and stuff like that. A, a, a big chunk oh, of it do. is my appreciation and love for that. A big part of it is me having, um, you know, a skilled art technical training background and uh, just mm-hmm. loving it, loving it and, and allowing myself to not paint on canvases as much anymore, but allow my body and my physical representation be the canvas and uh, be a working piece of art. And I love the way you do it. Who inspires you in your art? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, I will say I'll start with the first part of that. So, you know, I, as far as my witchcraft goes, I, uh, I call her this a lot, but Fiona Horn uh, was a huge uh, 
influence to me growing up. Uh, it was her books that mm-hmm. really helped ignite the spark of witchery in me at the time. And we've become really good wow. friends. And, and so she's been very influential in just my witchcraft in general. And she was, of course, very glamorous in, in her style and everything once upon a time. And still today, um, you know, is, is someone who inspires me in that way. But I also love, if anyone watches The Real Housewives and they're a part of the Real Housewives franchise, um, I'm obsessed with uh-huh. Erica Jane who is a persona of Erica Girardi. And uh, she's an artist who just has a very, um, oh, she's just got a great attitude, like a really empowering attitude. And uh, her, her persona and the way that she puts herself out there has always just been very intriguing to me. And when she started, that was right around the time that I kind of put myself out there in the world. And she was definitely a, one of my like archetype characters that I would allude to because I was like, Oh, I'd love how you wear, wore that. Or I loved how you did this. And I kind of want to do uh-huh. that. And, and after a while I stopped for a lack of a better term, pretending that I was like this representation of her or this kind of, you know, knockoff uh, something like that. And uh, I was just like, right. I'm going to do like what you're doing, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it my own. I'm going to tailor it and make it my own kind of a style. So she's been very influential. Um, also, there's a singer uh, who is, um, his name is Casey Spooner, and he was a part of the band Fisher Spooner, and he's got a very interesting gender-neutral approach to things. So I, I enjoy his approach, uh, his looks. Of course, there's Jonathan Van Ness, who's in um, the, the new Netflix Queer Eye, uh, who's really, I think, been influential as well as Billy Porter. Um, so Jonathan uh-huh. Vanessa and Billy Porter are really great right now for showing that kind of gender neutral for the cis male um, individuals uh, to kind of play around a little bit more with their makeup and dresses and heels and things like that. So those are just a few. I could rattle off all day about the people and things that have influenced me, but those are a few. So let me ask you this. When you find somebody whose style you really love, mm-hmm. what is the point where it's where you take it too far? I mean, there's uh, there are ways to emulate, surgery. and there are ways. <laughs> no, well, I would say yeah, surgery, I... where you just want to be take your photo in and say, "Make me look like this person." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would say that's where you take it too far, but I. I think here's the deal. That's the extreme, though. Um, I don't know. I think everything is, you know, everything's good in moderation. Um, I think it goes too far when you are really, it's very obvious that you are a complete carbon copy of the situation. And um, you you don't allow yourself to add the you into it. That's the major part of it. It's great to start dressing up and doing things that are kind of very, very similar. But if after a while you have to imbue it with your own personal energy so it's not necessarily like this carbon copy it's an extension of um do you get what i'm trying to say like like again for me like i i've been inspired by all these different individuals but i've never kind of out i'm not outright doing the exact same things that they've done i'm not completely copying their their brand or their image or their their things that they're doing i've created my own (laughs) in the process they were just collage part pieces kind of like think like a vision board you know, that kind of idea, which right. is very magical, but very popular today and just kind of, you know, manifestation and intentions and stuff like that. You cut out these pictures, you cut out these representations, you put it on to this collage, this piece of paper together, you merge them all into one. And 
and it turns into something else. Same thing with um, like oils, for example. You're creating different uh, an, a signature oil blend. We know every single oil and every smell has its own unique smell, but when you blend it together, it becomes its own working, complete, powerful agent. And I think that's sure. where we should be looking at using inspirational figures. We should um, blend it, but like use ourselves as the base carrier oil, <laughs> you know, uh, and blend it all. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love the way you put that. You know, you're the, mm-hmm. you know, use yourself as the base and then add mm-hmm. as you see fit. I think it's really important to have more than one influence so that you don't oh, come absolutely. off as as a carbon copy, you being the general you, not specifically you, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that people find a, a specific character or archetype, and that's what they run with. And I think, you know, that's where you kind of run the risk of looking like a carbon copy. I think if you have yeah. multiple influences and, you know, I take, like my sunglasses are very Jackie O., but my mm-hmm. scarves are very, you know, depending on what it is, they could be very Joan Crawford. It depends on my day, honey. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It depends on Sometimes. your mood. It depends on what you're doing. It depends, too. Like, right. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen in all of my posts this last year, I've really gotten into caftan. I love them. And oh, that has become, gorgeous. like, my new signature ensemble piece and you know that might change down the line and it could turn into something else i mean this whole time in new orleans i'm rocking jumpsuits so now i'm in, i'm dealing with jumpsuits you know it, it's kind of like i don't know it, it's it's fun to go back and look at kind of like the different parts of our lives and how we styled ourselves too because i think it's also a direct representation of just kind of what we're what we're feeling what's going on uh, in the world. So for example, like with me, with the caftans and everything, I mean, they're really a lot more flowy and they allow for a lot more freedom. And again, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier in this uh, call, you know, now is that time where you were, you were mentioning that I kind of, you, you see this inspiration where I, I'm, you know, allowing people to be a little bit more free. And so I think it's interesting kind yeah. of then now thinking back to like, well, I've, I've been, not as physically bound. I'm not wearing like the fashionable blazers that I used to that are uncomfortable and you can't really move in or, you know, the tight right. pants and things like that. It's just a literally a big long shirt that's airy and flowy and breezy and allows for a lot more fluidity and things. And, um, and that's been my magic that I've been working. And it's funny again, now just realizing it, you know, that's where fashion and magic intersect and become glamour magic. Oh, it's so true. But, you know, and it's funny because the way you – listen, a caftan on one person looks like a potato sack. A caftan (laughs) on you looks like, oh, my God. I mean, the minute – the first time I saw a photo of you in a caftan, I was like, where is that caftan? Can I pull this off? I mean, it's – and I went to the company that you bought yours from – and I'm like, oh, they're so beautiful, and, you know, and I'm just a short little shrimpy chick, and I'm like, oh, my so God, I you can pull it off. That. I'm going I'm very to. short, I too. I'm one. only 5'6", and, you know, from, oh. for, from the guy's standpoint, that's short. <laughs> and a lot of people will meet me, they're like, oh I thought God. you were a lot taller. 
and uh, stockier in, in proportions and things. And so, you know, even now wearing like these jumpsuits, like I personally would never have worn a jumpsuit a couple of years ago because I'm like, well, because I'm short, it makes me only look shorter, it, you know, wearing something that goes all the way down to the ground. But I'm surprised with, you know, actually I got out of my own way. I tried something outside of my comfort zone and I love it now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep doing it. So, I mean, that's always something, whether it's magical or just any lifetime situation that you have going on, take yourself out of your comfort zone. That's where you're going to actually find your own growth and your own potential and uh, allow your creativity to blossom and bloom. Also, it's a great way for you to find new inspiration. So you're not just a (laughs) base carrier oil with, you know, 100% (laughs) rose oil thrown into it. (laughs) You add a little bit more, a more definition and a little bit more well-roundedness when you, you add a little bit extra ingredients to it. You know, and it, it's so funny that you say most people are like, I thought you were taller. I thought you were like six feet tall. No, yeah. Because mm, you nope. Give, you <laughs> give I just got some platform you, boots, and I think I might be six feet <laughs> tall with them now. But. <laughs> but, you see, it just goes to show you don't have to be a certain height. You don't have to be no. a certain body type. You don't even have Mm-mm. to be a certain gender. You can be no. whatever you are and put your own mm-hmm. magic in, and that is how you are beautiful. And I think well, it's such a great lesson. Well, I think, too, you know, this was something I was just talking about, it, and it's, I guess it's kind of like my own little personal secret thing, but, you know, I hate, I've always been, like, very nervous about public speaking. I think a lot of us are. And I've also, you know, when I first started doing, like, phone interviews and, um, you know, book tours and signings and things like that. I, I was so nervous. I was so scared, but I just started really? to act a little bit goofier. I started to use my hands a little bit more to shake the, the jitters out of it. I started to be uh-huh. a little bit more louder <laughs> and I started to make more jokes. So it was funny and play around with the audience a little bit more. And so I've developed sure. so much more confidence from doing that. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that, you know, that's, that's another thing. I think one thing I've learned about myself is that, you know, I, first of all, I'm an Aries, so we're always bold going after things, but um, yep. I really just want to do it. I'm going to allow myself to do anything and just constantly say yes to everything because, yeah. you know, the more we say no to different things because it's maybe uncomfortable or it might be a little scary or not something that we're used to, you know, we limit ourselves. The more we say yes, the more we, we allow ourselves and we give ourselves permission to experience new things and showcase who we really are in the world and kind of surrender that fear. Uh, we come to a better place and we're able to experience so much more. And I want to experience I a love lot. That. <laughs> yeah, I really do. You know, there was a time in so my life true. a couple of years ago, I was like, I, all I, all I want is to have a husband and, you know, a white picket fence and I'll be happy my whole life. And that has gone away. <laughs> I don't want that anymore. I want a lot. I want to see the world. I want to do a lot of things. I have a lot of amb- ambition and a lot of goals and, um, and just somehow something clicked along the way that just allowed me to, to just say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and um, no, I'm happy that great. I changed. And I, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I, I no, I just uh, I was finished. I'm just I'm happy that I changed. I'm happy that I allowed myself that freedom, and I'm happy to hear you know talking to you now that that you know you find the things that I'm doing to be very freeing. It gives it gives that permission. Um, and I don't ever want to be like the gatekeeper that's giving people permission to, to be themselves. I think that's something that we have to allow ourselves. We have to give ourselves our own permission. And a lot of that comes from our own navigating our own shadow self and navigating our own dark yeah. parts. So again, that comes back to like talking about today and, you know, Sal and the closing of one door, the beginning of a new one, that ending, you know, end it, yeah. cut it off, kill it tonight, let it go and use that power of this Venetian Taurus full moon that's all about luxury and art and beauty of life uh, to really transform, allow yourself to transform. That's such a beautiful thing to say and such a great message because I think we hold ourselves back horribly. Yep. I mean, really yep. horribly. And I think, you know, not – and. I, and I apologize if, if, it, if I was making it sound like you're a gatekeeper. Absolutely not. My point is that sometimes people don't feel brave enough until they see someone else do it first. And you know what? And that's think, completely true. I, I, and that's, yeah, you know, again, looking at everyone that I, you know, and that's really, really true. If you go back and you look at some of my pictures from three, four years ago when I was like, I'm the glam witch, you know, it was, I was nowhere near as glamorous as I am today. A lot of that is seeing like Billy Porter, Jonathan Van Ness being mm-hmm. these men uh, with beards and mustaches and like the hair and stuff like that, put on heels, put on a caftan and do the damn thing. So in a way they really gave me the key to set myself free and be my own version of myself. So I get what you're saying. And I don't think do it's, it, it's very on point. Yes. And I think you do it so beautifully and I find you just so inspiring and impressive and aspirational. Oh, thank you. Um, which is why I keep asking you to come back on the show because I think you're fabulous. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm if honored to was... be on your show. Oh, you're so sweet. But, you know, it's funny because the first time we talked and, and you were like, yeah. oh, you know, afterwards, it was like, oh, I was concerned. And I'm like, about what? You're born for this. <laughs> and I'm like, you're natural for interviews. So the fact that you ever felt any kind of a concern or it wasn't in your comfort zone, I really uh-huh. find a, like a foreign concept because I think of you as this incredibly expressive, never met a stranger, Com- you know, never, <laughs> never met a microphone that you didn't like, like me, yeah. um, you know, because I, I mean, I was a singer in a rock and roll band as a teenager uh-huh. and all the way through most of my life. So it's like speaking in front of people, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, no problem. <laughs> I love, I love, I love doing it. it. You know, so I actually wound yeah. up doing the thing I love the most much later in my life. You know, as mm-hmm. I said, I'm of a certain age. I'm, I just turned 59 years old a week ago. Oh, so right. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, baby. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to find who you are. You've got to live your authentic self. And any time I see yeah. somebody breaking out of a mold, I find it so inspiring. Even more yes, than I and did you know what? younger. That's something, too, I also want to say, because 
you you don't have to be a certain age to come into yourself. You don't have to it that you can do that at any point. So I love seeing people mm-hmm. too of various age groups and stuff like that, just coming out of their shell and, and allowing themselves to be things. I think society has really put a lot of emphasis on youth and the youthful generation and you have to have everything figured out yeah. and be this wonderful, fabulous thing by the age of twenty two. And when you're twenty two mm-hmm. you don't even you don't know your face from your toe. <laughs> you're still trying to figure <laughs> out who it is that you are. And I mean, I'm sure the same thing can be said about me now being 31 and what, what am I going to transform into when I'm 60? Like it's, it's cool to think about. And I, I do see the progression in myself and, and that transformation. And I, I love that. And uh, um, it's something I, I talk about with some um, really close friends a lot, just all of our personal growth and where we want to go and all of that fun stuff. So it's just, yeah. again, like we were mentioning I'm, earlier, the world is in a dark state right now. It, I don't, I've never been someone who wants to be like stuck in that rut of um, that constant negativity. So I find my own ways to, to, to light my own candle in the dark times and uh, be a rainbow, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. You know, everything is not for everyone, but Mm-mm. Everyone has something to say, and everyone has mm-hmm. a valid thing about them, whether you want to agree with that or not is fine. I mean, I have specific things that I don't move on because that's me, but everyone has yeah. a story. Everyone has a reason yeah. for why they are the way they are, and yeah. I think you can learn from anyone if you care to, you know, yeah, totally. and that's that's. And I just find you to be one of those people that I look to for, you know, even just sometimes as a bright spot in the day when things are maybe not going the way I would hope. And I just look Mm -hmm. at one of your pictures and I'm like, this is a person who says, be in touch with your power. And sometimes I need reminding of that, you know. We all do. Look, I I need it too. And I want to thank (laughs) you for that. Well, and who inspires you? you. Like, like, who some of those those people are even just you know scrolling through uh, you know yeah. feeds or something on Instagram and I will see something that's inspiring I mean sometimes it's as yeah. simple as a cat being it being funny that brings like lightheartedness to the day or it might be a really artistic uh, photo or a new song that comes out that's just so inspiring and just like oh yeah. my gosh, I want to walk down the street to this and just imagine that I'm on a runway and that's that's it yeah. but, you know look at life as your runway like. <laughs> stomp it out to your favorite songs and, and just be who you are. Life's too short to, to, to constantly be someone else and to be something you're not. So I always try to remind myself of that oh. as well. That's a great thing. Life's too short to want to be somebody else. Be you. Love it and be yeah, you. Be you. I, I think that's, that's just a great thing to tell people. You know, I think we get really lost sometimes, you know, because, listen, I'm from the cosmopolitan generation where we read Mm -hmm. Vogue all the time and Cosmo and Allure and all these beautiful people that looked one certain way. And it's it's so good to see us blow past that as far as what we consider beautiful. And I think you're on the cutting edge of that. And I just love you for it. And I oh, and I appreciate you so much. I really do. So before we go, because we're actually yeah. running short on time. Um, <laughs> so my under my under I'm sorry. I could just 
like talk to you for a million it's okay. hours. But, Same. Um, this is how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we we actually stop for the day, I I understand that there is maybe another book coming. Hmm? Yeah, I just signed. Um, there's actually a couple more books coming. I I signed a oh. a contract for my what I thought was going to be my third book earlier this year. And it just doesn't seem like now is the time to work on it. So me and my publisher uh-huh. have just kind of, you know, pressed pause on that um, for the time being. And hopefully maybe in 2022 it will come out or something or late next year. But I did just sign in a new book contract um, for a book that will be coming out next summer, it looks like. And I can't give too much away on what the subject matter is except that um, – it's going to be very much kind of still in the same like mentality of everything that I've talked about, but it's going to be a little bit darker. Um, it's going to talk about a little bit more traumatic things and um, okay. and kind of navigating that in the world that we're in right now. So I think it's going to be very on the pulse point of what people need to hear um, and be very healing guide. So I'm excited to have the opportunity to work on that now, and I can't wait to see how it manifests. Well, I can't wait to rebook you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I can't amazing. either. I love chatting, so yeah, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I do too. And you are, Michael, you are such a joy, and I appreciate you so much spending some time on your Saturday with me. And of um, you're you're wonderful. Anybody who has not seen Michael Herkus, please check out his Facebook page. Are you also on Instagram and all of the other Oh, devices? yeah. I'm more, in, I'm more active on – well, actually, everything that I post on Instagram goes – it's all out there. But for anyone who's looking, uh, just head to my website. It's www.theglamwitch.com. It connects to all of my different social media pages, the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube, all of that good stuff, um, as well as gives you more info on me, where you can buy my books, The Glam Witch and The Complete Book of Moon Spells, um, and also some of the different services that I have. So check me out. Wonderful. Michael, thank you again for spending some time with me. And uh, I will talk to you in a few minutes. Yes. Have a good, blessed Samhain. You too. Thank you so much. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Love you, my love. Love you too. Goodbye. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. We have a big week ahead of us. On Tuesday, Election Day, I will be speaking with Joe Graham. Um, On Thursday, it will be another episode of the 415 Post-Election Edition with myself and Star Bustamante. On Friday is Politics with Taliesin. You know what that's going to be like. Well, actually, no one knows what that's going to be like. Tune in and find out. And on Saturday, Courtney Weber is going to come on, and we're going to discuss whether or not we still have a country. So I want to, one more time, because this is the last time I'm going to be speaking with you before election day, everybody get out there and vote. Uh, Bring snacks, bring water if you have to, but please, it's really important. All right, guys, blessed Samhain. Happy Halloween. Love you all. Talk to you Tuesday. Bye-bye.